Welcome again to the Business of Kush, the cannabis business podcast where your host Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA, and his guests talk about all the business side of the cannabis industry, including accounting, finance, investing, and news of the day. If you're a cannabis business owner, investor, or industry insider looking for the dopest tips to make more money, improve profits, and increase the value of your cannabis business, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Chip Schweiger. Hey folks, there you are. Welcome again to this week's episode of the Business of Kush podcast. If you're a new listener, a hearty welcome to what we think is quickly becoming one of the best business podcasts for cannabis entrepreneurs. And if you're a regular listener and subscriber, thanks for joining us again this week. Really happy that you're here. So I'm Chip Schwager, the Greenleaf CPA and a 27-year veteran of public accounting and corporate finance, and also the founder and managing member of a CPA firm that helps marijuana, hemp, and CBD businesses stay on the right side of tax, accounting, and compliance rules. And because we're a firm that solely caters to the complex compliance needs of the cannabis community, we understand the unique challenges you're facing. So this week, we're going to talk about Josh Delaney, a serial entrepreneur who in 2017 founded Fab CBD and later sold it to High Tide, a Canadian cannabis company, for $13 million in cash and another $8 million of his acquirer's stock. And it's a great story. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We'll talk a lot about how he built Fab CBD in just four years to more than $10 million in annual sales and more than $4 million in EBITDA. And we'll talk about six important things to consider, including the importance of affiliate marketing, in particular, the two types of affiliates and why one is better than the other in his view. And you know, the word optionality comes up a lot in conversations these days, and I've never really understood it. So Josh will define it in his own words, and he talks about why that was important to him. We're also going to talk about the trap of being too romantic about your business. And I think this is super important for a lot of entrepreneurs to hear. And I'm going to give you the one key that you must ensure if you're going to take stock for part or all of your company. We'll also talk about EBITDA arbitrage and how you can use it to your advantage in negotiations. And finally, we'll get a definition of a put and call option and how Josh used those to get some more optionality in his deal. But first, a bit more background on Josh Delaney and Fab CBD. So back in 2017, Josh was already in the supplement space building branding and operating supplement companies. And that's a big piece of the context for his story. So he gets a call uh, about CBD in 2017 from a friend of his who also had started a CBD company, ironically enough, from the same Milwaukee, Wisconsin area and town that he's in. So he looked up a bit of the science behind CBD, even though, as he says, he was already educated on cannabis but not so much the individual cannabinoids because that really hadn't been popular science yet. So he's learning more about the endocannabinoid system, which we all have the same thing as dogs and cats, and apply the right cannabinoids to that system. And if you do that, a lot of great things can happen in the body. So the more he learns, the more he realizes it's time to take the entrepreneurial jump, give it a shot, and see if it works. 
And because of his background in supplements, he was able to get supply chain inventory, branding, packaging, website, and all of that stuff fairly quickly. So he launches the site with, as he says, quote, really crappy labels and a decent Shopify store and kind of an imperfect product launch. And little did he know that he caught it at the right perfect storm of CBD in 2017 and 2018. So he goes from zero in sales. His mom was his first customer uh, up to big dollars, seven figures and eight figures. Fast forward a bit and he's on a very fast track because CBD just really, really took off. But the trick is that more than just timing, because there's hundreds of other folks doing CBD oil companies at the time, and they're doing 10 grand a year or 20 grand a year. But his advantage was he already had the history of building a brand and of building products. Now, it took him a decade and a half to figure out how to do what uh, he needed to do that was quickly and do it easily. He needed to know what to ask manufacturers, what to ask packaging guys, all of that stuff. So because he had all of that experience, he was able to shave a decade of education in supply chain management logistics into about a month and a half. So let's talk about the six things Josh did in building his company. Number one, he used affiliate marketing to double his sales nearly every year. Now, first, let's let Josh, in his own words, describe affiliate marketing. Give it a listen. So affiliate marketing is simply other people selling, you know, someone selling other people's products. Uh, you know, so if you, you know, the the craziest way to give it to anybody is, you know, anything you've bought off of a, uh, a third party website, meaning you went to go look up a mattress and you read about a mattress on, you know, webmd.com or, you know, bestmattresses.com. Those are all affiliate relationships. Chances are they were paid to give you what they wanted to give you that offered the best margin and the best, you know, customer service and all that kind of stuff. So usually you can trust what an affiliate is putting out there because affiliates want to make a lot of money long-term for the most part, not all of them. And so they are, they, they are, they are more likely to have really truly the best product with the best service and they ship on time. And, and that company actually pays them on time. A big problem in affiliate space is companies like mine or, you know, whoever else, they may not pay on time. You know, so that affiliates like, listen, you have a great product, but you guys never pay me on time or, or you never pay me at all. Uh, so I'm going to put Joe Blow here as, as a number one refer. So, um, you know, and it's it's all over the place. It, nine times out of 10, anything you're buying on the Internet from a third party website, they're being paid to tell you what that is. Uh, from a brand's perspective, it's like one of the best ways to market, in my opinion. It's the fastest way to revenue. It's the fastest way to credibility. It's the fastest way to new customers. I mean, going and learning how to find affiliates for your business in some way, shape, or form, uh, it is just the fastest way to success uh, and give you sales quickly. So I, I'm a big fan of it. And the trick for Josh was he was able to get other big publishers and bloggers that were selling cannabis content to go and acquire them in terms of acquiring them as affiliates not acquire their business, but prospect and recruit them as affiliates. And these affiliates carry with them the ability to put affiliate marketing and SEO together because they're they're really kind of one and the same. And so he knew right away to go to page one of Google, find out who was the best CBD companies or Google the best CBD keywords, and then from those people go and recruit those affiliates. And the second you get the approval of that affiliate, 
you negotiate the deal with them. And then you put that number one on their website that is ranking page uh, high for CBD oil or CBD cream or CBD gummies. And those sales are instant. And it's a second they hit, they hit, you go, and then you're live on that page. And I mean, your sales are instantaneous. And so he hit that really, really hard for the first 12 months, along with other many other things. The number two thing that he did is he achieved optionality. So his business, uh, his particular business model, rather, and all of his businesses is not to own any of the back of the house. So he can really stay pretty, pretty lean. So a few employees he'll have, he'll have a handful of contractors to stay really lean. And so the key word Josh uses here is optionality. When you start to own all of the pieces, you lose your optionality as an entrepreneur. You can't move as quickly or you can't get in and out of something as quickly. So his key was not to own anything on the back of the house. But yes, he does like to control the supply chain. So whether that was third-party logistics of shipping and receiving, he keeps those warehouses close so that when he doesn't own it or control it with his company, he can still get in the car at any time and go check on an order or go check on quality control or go check how a product is sitting on the shelf before it goes out. And the tip here is to keep a couple of things close that really matter. And the rest of it can be outsourced wherever else that may be. Okay, the number three thing he did was he didn't get too romantic about his company, so he retained negotiating leverage. Listen to Josh. Uh, Something that I've had to learn, which again, I think a lot of people miss is you're too romantic with it. You know, I, t- I told these guys, I told all the buyers, they, they kind of gave me a lot of the romantic questions. Well, yeah, why you sell and what, what does this mean? I said, listen, guys, I'm going to be real upfront. I am not romantic with CBD. I do not go to bed dreaming about CBD. I love it and I'm great at what I do. And we're one of the best CBD companies in the world. But I am not romantic with this. Like this isn't, this doesn't mean the world to me in terms of this was an idea we had in 2017. We executed, we were logical, we were practical you know, we were fiscally responsible and we built a great business that is now worth X dollars to you. That's it. And the key here is even if you do love what you do and love what you've built, which I truly believe that he did with Fab CBD, but even if you do believe that and you love it, you've got to negotiate from the business standpoint, not from the pride and joy standpoint. All right. Number four, Josh understood one important thing about taking stock. So Josh's deal was to sell 80% of this company and to retain 20%. And he did that for cash of just shy of $14 million and $8 million in high tide, which was the company that bought him their stock. And for him, the value, though, was in high tide stock, which was the first, which is really the first retail cannabis company to trade publicly on NASDAQ. And so he guesses that he can take basically double his money on the stock alone, which will make his total deal closer to like $30 million rather than the $26 million on the book. And Josh's tip here, though, is to assess the trading volume of the acquirer's stock. And this is really brilliant. So most of the time when you're taking a stock deal on two things, uh, you're going to ask yourself, how much cash did you get? And how much cash is it going to take to keep you happy? And secondly, What's their daily volume if you want to sell that stock? So if they're not, if they give you, let's just say $10 million of stock, 
but they're only trading a quarter million shares a day, that's going to take you X amount of days to get rid of that stock. And quite honestly, you're probably going to tank them as a company if you pull it all out at one time. So with High Tide, they were trading a lot of volume, which meant that if Josh really wanted, he could pull the stock out every day and it wouldn't cripple them. So that was really the safety net for him. Now, typically, I recommend taking as little stock as possible. But the things he looked at were, was he getting any cash? Was the cash enough on its own? And if so, can he liquidate the stock that he took? Usually, they're not successful enough to liquidate. But if you're getting stock in a company that can be liquidated, then it's then it's pretty safe. And it's really just a matter of your lockup time. Okay, number five he understood what we call EBITDA arbitrage. So what this means is, in Josh's case, the acquirers were currently trading at 24 times EBITDA. Now, they bought him for six times EBITDA, so they're doing backflips. Well, why? They got his company at six times EBITDA when they're trading at 24 times EBITDA. Now, that is 24 is probably going to fluctuate, but at the end of the day, Fab CBD was worth four times more than what High Tide bought them for. So great deal for Josh, great deal for the acquirer, and these are some of the indicators that will tell you if it's worth it or not. And the number six thing that he did is he understood the difference between a put and a call option to drive a fair deal. So as I mentioned before, Josh kept 20% of his company, but the acquirers also have an option to buy that 20%, and he has an option to put that to them after a year. And so this goes back to Josh's love of optionality. He likes to be able to know what the future holds. So he negotiated a put that after 12 months, meaning he can force them to buy the other 20% of his business for the same six times EBITDA in stock. After 12 months, but before 24 months, they have the call option to have him sell the rest of the company to them. And at 36 months, they can call him and say, hey, Josh, we don't need you guys anymore, and they can buy the other 20%. So he has the option to sell it to them. They have the option to acquire him, and in both cases, it's maybe faster than maybe he wants or maybe faster than they were thinking of. So six things that Josh did amazingly well in building his company and later selling his company. And you know what? He took some of that money from the sale of Fab CBD and put it into a commercial real estate in Milwaukee for his next venture. I mean, the guy's a true entrepreneur. If you want to know more, you can follow him on Instagram. I do. At uh, it's His handle is at I am Josh Delaney. Well, before we finish for this week, let's get to our last segment. And that's the one that we call News of the Day. News of the Day. All right, and really just, uh, you know, just one important news piece today. And this one really, uh, I think, is pretty important across the board and is something that I'm personally interested in and invested in. So it comes to us from Gontrepreneur Magazine, and it's basically about the bipartisan federal bill to encourage states to expunge cannabis convictions. So a bipartisan, rather, cannabis bill by Reps Dave Joyce, who's a Republican, 
and AOC, who is a Democrat, would offer grants to states and local governments to establish and improve cannabis expungement programs. So this federal bill would incentivize states and local governments to expunge nonviolent cannabis crimes, and it was introduced, uh, I guess, last Thursday. The measure called the Harnessing Opportunities for Pursuing Expungement, which is spells out hope, the HOPE Act would provide grants to states that would help cover administrative costs associated with identifying and clearing eligible cases. Now, the bill includes $2 million in federal funding to support the program from 2023 through 2032. And it really, all it requires is the states to submit to the Attorney General an application, which in a manner that would confirming the information that the attorney general may reasonably require to qualify for the program the bill states. And it would also require the attorney general to conduct a study of the impact of cannabis convictions on both individuals and states where jail people uh, for low-level nonviolent cannabis crimes. And I mean, this is, you know, this is something we've been talking about for a long, long time. I think it's, it's amazing that we have so many individuals uh, in jail for nonviolent cannabis crimes. But this is really something that I think is going to be very, very important to helping address that particular situation. And I don't mean amazing in a good way. Okay. And hey, just a reminder that if you have specific questions, please just drop us a note at thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. There's, there's a form there for you to submit questions, or you can do it on social media with the hashtag bizofkush, and I and my guests will give you our thoughts live in future episodes. Now, we've already got a few that I'll answer next week in our final episode of season one, so be sure to check it out. And also, just one more reminder, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of them are at bizofkush, so let's connect. And with that, we're all finished for this week. And thanks again for your continued support of this podcast and look forward to you joining us again next week. We'll see you. You've been listening to The Business of Kush, the podcast for cannabis business owners, investors, and industry insiders. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do by clicking on that subscribe button or follow button. And you can also follow us on social media at at BizOfKush or visit us on the web at www.thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. We'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks again for listening to The Business of Kush.